Last time on Free Action Cry, our brave adventurers uh, were tasked with investigating some missing materials in the city of Freyleon. The warehouse district had been hit hard and they lost many, many, many pounds of gold, copper, silver, and even iron. While they rolled horribly on most of their investigations, they did hear rumor of an alleged thief by the name of the Red Cap. After speaking to some people, meeting some new friends, they found where the Red Cap might be located. With the help of none of them, because Pinecone has a magic item and it basically just showed him where he needs to go. Oh, and Vevi made a new friend. Welcome back to Free Action Cry. Okay, so uh, last time, uh, you guys did the investigation, you spoke to a bunch of people. The last thing that happened was, uh, Varkin, there was a weird creature that came out of your bag of holding and went crashing through the window. So what would you guys like to do about that? So I guess I'll go to the window and uh, take a look out and see if I can find this stupid thing. Roll me a perception check, please. I've already rolled 8 billion fucking dice, so hopefully that means that I've gotten all of the shitty rolls out of the way, but... And 20 fucking 1! Let's 21. go. 21. That is a 19 plus 2. Very nice. So, you guys are on the second floor of the Salty Dog, which is where your room is. So, this thing went crashing through a window. You look out, you look down at the street, you don't see it. You look across the rooftops and you see that it has jumped about 20 feet across the street, latched onto the wall, and is currently scampering up it onto a roof. Um, really quick, everybody else, are you going to try and follow Vargan to the window, or is Vargan going to be the only person who sees what I'm about to describe? Um, I'm gonna follow him to the window. Yeah, then you'll probably follow. Okay. Is, is, is there any, uh, real quick question, is there anything that can be thrown that is a strength-based weapon. Uh, I mean, in the room, there's like, you know, a nightstand, there's some candle lamps. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you could find something to throw. I'm mostly just trying to find like a stone or something, but I really, really don't want to use decks. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that there is anything that wouldn't normally be in like a hotel room or an inn, per se. I've got a javelin. But does it use dex as its attack mod? That's the question. Because I really need to be able to use strength if I want to hit this guy. Let me let me figure that out. Action. I believe javelin is a dex. Most thrown things are dex. I was about to say it's like ninety percent of thrown shit is is dexterity based. Yeah, that rolled my dex. Okay. All right. I'm uh. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead and go with your description. I was just okay. wanting to check that. All right, so what you see is you see this little two-foot creature scamper on top of a rooftop, and you hear what can only be described as, like, a yowling noise. It seems like it's calling something. And in... I guess you would call it, like, a puff of smoke. Another figure appears uh, directly next to this thing, 
And this figure is crouching down as if, uh, not like the Spider-Man pose, but, you know, like how cats kind of sit, like, you know, hands right next to their feet. Its knees are out. Gargoyle pose. Yeah, gargoyle pose. There you go. Uh, And this thing looks like a strange, almost featureless humanoid creature of some sort. And it, like, it looks around, it looks down at the little thing that crawled out of your bag, just kind of gives it, like, a little claw-like scratch behind the ears, right? And it then looks over toward the window, where you guys are. Vargan's gonna lift a hand and wave. Hello, friend! Vivi's gonna flip it off. So, as soon as Vargan waves, you can see a... So, you know how your mouth usually stops below your eyes? Yes. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. now, bear in mind, this is a humanoid-like creature. It gives you a big, toothy grin, but instead of having a small, humanoid-like mouth, its mouth stretches all the way to where its ears should be, and it gives you, like, that creepy, like, extended finger wave. Okay. All right? And as it does that, it starts shifting its shape. Its skin starts turning like a greenish color its mouth starts growing tusks like a little top knot of hair starts coming out from it and it slowly starts looking like you look at that I have a brother no but really I don't have a brother it's not actually anyone related to me that's a joke wait that's not your brother no it was a joke I keep forgetting oh I'm going to assume that you two look at each other while you're having this quick conversation. Oh, the thing shifting? No, I'm not looking away from that damn thing One for one second. Okay, well then, you will both see that it just kind of gingerly actually, all three of you would eat that. It gingerly picks up this creature that crawled out of your bag, slowly stands up, takes one step back, and just slowly vanishes into, like, a mist. So, uh, what was that? I do believe that it was the, um, fabled creature that is a mixture between an elephant and a rhinoceros. It is called an elephino. Oh. Uh. Are they are they rare? Very, very, <laughs> very rare. <laughs> reach over. I'm gonna reach over and slap it, Vevi. Stop laughing. Stop laughing. <laughs> She, like, covers her mouth with her hand and, like, tries to clear her throat to, like, cover it. Be like... They're exceptionally rare. You only see them once in your life at most. She just nods a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's our one. That's that's cool. Um, (laughs) That was kind of unsettling. Yes, no, they are very, very creepy creatures, um, but yes, no, it was very strange that it came out of my bag and went to go with creepy guy with big big mouth. Oh, man. I wish we had a, caught it. Do I, do, does anybody want to roll anything to see if you could either identify what any of that stuff was? You know what? Pinecone's going to take Vargan at face value. Okay. 11. Um. Vargan rolled an 11 on Arcana. Fevi, you could roll whatever you'd like. That would be either nature, investigation, history. Actually, no, I, investigation wouldn't apply here. Nature. Nature would work. 
Bloop. 17. 17. Nice. Okay, you're both going to hate me on this, but you've never seen anything like that before. You've never heard of anything like that before. You have heard of things that can transform to look like other things, but nothing like that. And none of you have ever heard of anything that lives inside of a bag of holding. Uh, Vargan, you would know that your bag of holding uh, essentially... It's like a gateway to the astral plane, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. everything is stored in the astral plane. So theoretically, it could be a gateway to the astral plane, but you've never heard of anybody using them to travel. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like, I know that my understanding of it is probably about the depth of Vargan's understanding of it, which is like, it basically opens up into a different plane of existence where like stuff is stored. But nobody knows if there's anything that lives there. Me as a DM, I, I can tell you, there is most certainly things that live in the astral plane. Oh yeah, no, see, that's where I, th- like, I have a theory personally, and this is like a, a James theory, not a Vargan theory, um, that uh, I think that bags of devouring are just those entities that have decided to like latch themselves onto a bag of holding and keep them with them at all times so they can drag people into that plane and eat them. I actually like that theory. You're welcome. I don't know what the actual canon of the Bag of Devouring is, but I like there that. There isn't. There isn't one. It's oh, just huh. a, it's just a bag that whenever you reach into it, you roll a deck save. If you get under, like, I think a 13 or a 14, you get sucked into it and die. So, funny quick story. Uh, I was in a game way back when where the DM thought he'd be funny and try and trick us with a Bag of Devouring. And our smartest player, who was a fucking MIT graduate, saved it and used it to decapitate somebody that we were up against. Nice. What are we? Uh, what what would we like to do about this guy? Um, um. Well, they're both gone. So. Well, I feel like I feel like the fact of that he was in my bag is probably poignant of some kind. I mean, I can like stick my head in there and see if there's another one. Don't, don't do that. That's not, that's not intelligent. Oh, can't you, like, can't you, like, turn the bag over and just, like, empty everything out of it? No. That's not actually, how... Actually, okay. you, you can, actually. Well, that's, that is, that is not how this bag specifically, like, this is like a like, it's more of... <laughs> It's more of like a dimension door kind of thing that like my mom can put stuff in and then I can pull stuff out. It doesn't really work like a normal bag of holding. At least I've never got it to work like a normal bag of holding. Believe me, if I could put stuff in here and then be able to pull it back out, that would be dope. But no, this is like some special BS my mom or dad came up with. Ah, well, um, you know, it's still pretty late. Maybe we just like rain check it. I, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep very well. I just... I'm going to be honest, like, creepy, like, knife hand, super big smile guy probably is a problem we shouldn't put on the back burner, but I'm going to be honest, I don't know what else to do about him, so, like, screw it. Yeah, let's just sleep on it. Because, like, if we're going to run into him again, I, I guess we will, but, like, he ran away? True. Like, if he wanted to fuck us up, I feel like he would have, like, right there. Yeah, so, like, I mean, like I said, it might be a problem that might rear its ugly head later, but, I mean, I feel like if he was gonna have an issue with us, he would have done so now. Maybe, like, his friend. 
I don't know, used the portal or whatever that this thing goes to and that like bags of holding go to and like was like oh I'm gonna use this like a little tramway and then like came out my bag oh maybe maybe he had nothing to do with us and, and the little guy just got lost or something yeah probably I mean, you know what screw it that's as far as I'm concerned that's my head cannon you have a cannon in your head alright well I'm going back to the fucking bed night baby Good night. All right, let's just go to bed. All right, so you all you all turn in for the night. Are you gonna take gonna take any kind of watch, or are you just crashing out? Aren't we in a hotel? You're in an inn, yeah. Yeah, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing that then. All right, I'm not taking watch. Okay. Uh, we will. I have the utmost faith in the innkeeper. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, give me one second. It's not the innkeeper. It's the fucking dog. So you all sleep throughout the night. There are no more events. Uh, you do hear maybe a couple arguments on the city streets, which in a city this big, not uncommon. But you all wake well rested. So if you have lost any hit points, please regain them. Uh, I would say spell slots as well, but I don't think anybody used any. I'm pretty sure Pinecone is the only person who actually lost any hit points. What is a spell? <laughs> uh, that's a good question, Beppy. That's a good question. I cast Counterspell with my fist. <laughs> I find myself right. curious how that would actually go. All right, y'all good? Y'all good? Yeah, that's good. All righty, so you wake up, the birds are chirping, the sun is shining. I'm going to assume you all go downstairs. I'm also going to assume Vargan is probably going to offer to make breakfast. Is uh, is the tank clean? I was, I was literally, I was trying not to be ADHD and be like, the sun is shining, da, 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 da. the tank is clean, the tank is clean. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> why I said it. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I mean, we're at an inn. I don't want to insult the innkeeper by being like, hey, I'm going to cook in your kitchen. You did that at the last city. Oh, at, I did. What was it, the I? Golden Pony? Haven't these people been nice to us? I don't remember. Yeah, no, these these guys have been quite nice to you. Yeah, then why would I insult them? I feel like the Golden Pony guys are dicks. Yeah. Although you did make friends with the city guard. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, uh, yeah, and, um, shit, what was it? Uh, and Wayren, freaking Akashwin died. <laughs> yeah. For the, for the sake of brevity, uh, let's just skip through all this. Alrighty. Go on our adventure. Alrighty, so uh, I'm assuming you guys wish to go to the Red Caps Lair? Yes. Yeah. Alrighty. <clears throat> so you all travel through the city, probably meet a few interesting people, but we're just going to skip through all that shit because it's pointless and I don't have anything planned for that. But after about an hour's worth of travel, so we'll say it's about, what, 8 o'clock? Or are you early risers? Is it 7? Who knows? But you arrive in a forest by a rather large lake, and judging by memory, you were able to find a large stone outcropping that is kind of hidden by trees. And you would assume that this is the cave that the map showed you. Hey, I've actually got a question. Yes. What happened to Pee Pee Pants? He said he'd meet us at the uh, Salty Dog. Never showed up. Hmm. I wonder why. He realized he didn't have any clean pants to change into and he had to do his laundry all night. Oh. I hate it when that happens to me. All right, so you are standing in front of a cave. Uh, there is some cold air coming from the cave, and that is pretty much it. 
I will say the cave entrance is roughly about 10 feet tall, roughly five feet wide. Obviously not squared, but like, you know, arched. So you could all fit in easily. But on the inside of the cave, there is a smaller opening about 20 feet in that is only about three feet high. So unfortunately, you're all going to have to squeeze in there somehow. I will go. I don't know. Am I the tallest? I believe Pinecone is the tallest because I believe Vevi said she is six foot eight. I think I decided on seven foot even. No, 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 no. Hold up. I wrote it down from your original solo episode. Oh, it's six foot eight? Yep. All right, then, yep. I'll stick with that. (laughs) Pinecone is like seven feet tall. (laughs) Is that with or without the horns? Uh, Without the horns. Okay, so you're about... Yeah, we had this probably eight feet then dude the Vembo squad is huge yeah Deja I mean, he... vu. i've been in this place before when we were talking about pine cones horns no but really didn't we have this conversation at one point yeah we did i think like two to three episodes ago okay all right i just wanted to be sure because it seemed very very similar and i just wanted to know if it was deja vu or there was actually a repeat all right thanks i'm gonna bring up the rear because like I want them to be able to see. And it feels like we're going to be squeezing, like, single file. I would assume so. I don't know. Vevi's hair is just too big. Can't who's, see. Who's going to go in first? Yes, yes. Vevi has 80s poof hair. She doesn't. She does not. You take that back. She got a very tight bun. I do believe that Pinecone is already yeah. going to take the back. So do you want front or do you want me to take front? I mean... If y'all are going to be pussies, I guess I'll take the front. Hell yeah. All right. Vargano <laughs> shrug. <laughs> like, you ain't, you ain't wrong. It's okay, Vargan. You'll be safe in the middle. All right. So you all crawl through the small opening at the first room of the cave and you find your way into the cave proper. Uh, there are no issues with you getting through. It just takes about like a minute or two of army crawling in. So then you arrive at the first official room at the inside of the cave. Uh, It's littered with leaves. There is uh, a lot of like detritus and natural debris. There's a small hole at the top of the cave where some natural light is able to shine through. And there appears to be like a heavy curtain at the far end of the cave. The room is about, I'll say like 40 feet in diameter. Not like perfectly round, more like elliptical for funsies we'll say that but yeah floor is covered with a whole bunch of random shit like leaves and stuff and then there is a heavy curtain on the other end of the wall do not bother with the man behind the curtain oh that was a good reference <laughs> it was all right uh pinecone's gonna just like do a general scope of the area and try to look for traps roll me a perception check or kepshion how's a I don't, it did not it, uh, oh, a, tw- a 20? A natural 20. Oh, wow. Very nice. I'm just, I'm just saying, rolling 800 dice before the game, I feel like it helped. Yeah, I think it did too. Which is good, because Pinecone, you are easily able to notice the bear traps that are covered up by leaves and other things in the floor. Alright, Pinecone's gonna go around with a javelin, use, use the stick and kind of like poke down the middle of them and play that game of chicken where he tries to trigger all of the traps. Okay, I will say that there were six bear traps, so I would like you to roll me dexterity. I'll just say once. 
Dirty 20. All right, so yeah, you're you're able to just like, you know, bleep, like real quick, just trigger them and then pull your javelin back without breaking it. Okay. All right. So yeah, uh, the bear traps were the only trap that were actually in this room. And all there is is the curtain ahead of you. Bevy rips the curtain back. You're just going to like rip it like to the side or straight down? To the side. Like you're okay. getting in a shower. She, she's not that much of a savage. Okay. Don't rip down the man's curtain. All right, this curtain. <clears throat> they came from Tuesday morning. All right, so in this room, you see a larger room than the cave entrance that you were just in. However, there is no detritus on the floor or any of that stuff. It is a, it's a dirt floor. There appear to be like some carpets and like other like you know homely things to make it feel like it would actually be a home for somebody. There's a lot of tables. There appear to be a lot of stuff on the tables as well. Mostly look like rusted tools and gear. And in this room, there are actually two more heavy cloth curtains, one off to the left and one off to the right. I'm going to walk over to the one on the left and grab it in the same way that Vevi did the first curtain. And I'm going to look at the other curtain to see if Vevi goes to that one. Yeah. Oh, you guys want to do like a big reveal. All right. So on three, one, two, and then we pull it down. Are you pulling both of them? Yeah. Yep, same time. Roll me some initiative, please. Nice. GG, everybody. Well, I bring up... Um, uh, These characters were awesome. Two things that I expected you to face at one time. Oh, well, good. We're facing them at one time. So give me a second. Let me copy this. Uh, I need a window here. Very proud of us, guys. I think democracy is still an option. Okay. What did we have for our initiative rolls, please? Yeah. 11. 13. So Vargan had a 13. Pinecone, you said an 11? Yes, sir. Vevi, what did you say you had? Two total. I rolled the natural one. Two total? Okay. Wait, we're not even dexterous. We're all just strong. Yep. Yeah, bro. Like we said, the Thembo squad. I'm hella charismatic, though. I like how you say that you're charismatic, like that's better. I have one question. Who opened the... Left was me. Right was me. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Vargan, here is what you see instantly. Uh, You rip open the curtain, you see a room roughly the size of the room that you were just in. Uh, Mm. You see six very large crates, and you also see a statue. The statue immediately turns to you as you open up your open up the curtain and starts to bum rush you. Uh, and does a does a fifteen hit you? That is a heavy negative, there, Ghost Rider. Heavy negative. Okay. As this homeboy like lunges at me, I uh, toss my great axe in front of my face and like catch whatever whatever uh, attack he does against me. Okay. Now that's not very nice, friend. <laughs> Vargan, you are up. Oh, good. Wonderful. How big is this room? Uh, this room is about 50 feet. No, I mean tall. Oh, uh, about 12 feet. Ugh, fuck. Okay, I can't do that then. What were you thinking, just for fun? Uh, using my, uh, giant's might. It, makes me, it makes me a, uh, large creature. 
and uh, basically turns all of my unarmed damage into 1d6, and I become a giant. Hmm. Strength doubles, strength saving throws, checks I have advantage on. Like, it's it's a it's a fun little thing. Uh, any hoozles? Um, okay, okay, um, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, um, editor, erase what I just said. Yeah, the room's about 20 feet. Editor's note. No. I mean, um, when you look at, uh, Draugar, uh, their doubling ability that makes all their shit, like, double, it says that they, they grow to fit the room. Like, so, yeah. I can't see how the PC version would not also do that. Yeah, fuck it. We'll just say you fit the room, so you're ten feet yeah. tall now, and you have all those abilities. Um, as a bonus action, um, I uh, I become a large creature. Um, I uh, will be taking that, so um, I will now. Uh, all everything also goes up. My great axe, everything I'm wearing, the whole nine, and uh, and I'm gonna launch this uh, this great axe at this dude. Um, question, as a larger, as a large creature, do I have any kind of bonus to hit against things that are smaller than me? That is a good question. It's a really good GM question, because James hasn't had a large creature in his games in a long time. Oh, hold on. I actually believe I have a resource for that. Where's my DM screen? It's over there. Look away. Yeah, it's over here somewhere. Yeah, right over there. See? No, not there. Over there. Oh, yeah, you're right. See? Told ya. Son of a bitch. Thanks for playing along with that. It makes me, uh, it made me laugh. Well, the worst part about it was I was looking at the uh, lower shelf when I should have been looking at the higher shelf. I know that smaller creatures have a bonus to hit larger creatures. Yeah, I do not think larger creatures have a bonus to hitting smaller creatures. Yeah, no, I do, I do not see anything for that. Nothing? Okay. All right. Just wanted to be sure. All right. So, uh, attack a lackle. This uh, dude loodle does a 21 hit him. A 21 does hit. Alrighty, so this should be... 12! To the damage. 12 damage? Yep. As a great axe comes slamming across the top of his doofy-ass head. Very nice. That would be Pinecone's turn. Wait, what happened in the other room? Ah, so yes, the room that you were staring at, and actually, this guy's going to actually get a attack of opportunity because you don't actually see him. So let's see here. Pinecone, you are the tallest and you are more noticeable. Okay. So he's going to well, with a hand crossbow. Um, I'm going to guess the 24 hits you. It sure does. Yeah, he rolled a natural 20. Oh, nice. Yeah, so crit, crit me, baby. Wait, what is attacking me? Read me, uh, baby, one more time. You haven't, you haven't seen it just yet. You see a hand crossbow kind of poke out from behind a crate. Uh, that does 10 damage to you. Mm, that hurts a little. Yeah. I will say, just for fun, the hand crossbow that poked out from behind the crate uh, looks like it's coming from a smaller creature of some sort. All right. Um, did I see its hand? You did. It is a hand that is wearing black plain clothing and black gloves. I like the bonus action, Compel Duel. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's got to roll a, a DC... What is my... A DC 14 wisdom save. 
Wisdom save. He only has a plus two on that. So you said 14? Yep. Okay. He rolled an eight. Plus two for a ten. And I say, come out here, chicken, and fight me. Okay, uh, he doesn't have to do anything until his turn, yes? Yeah, and I'm actually going to charge at it, um, like, into its face. I'm going to get all up in his jimmy jams. Okay, so it does not need to move toward you, but it needs to roll a wisdom saving throw to move away from you. Mm-hmm. But it's my turn. Yes, I'm aware of that. Okay, continue. I think I'm going to hit the boy. You're going to hit the boy? Now that I'm all up in his jimmy jams, what do he look like? Uh, he looks like Seamus. He looks... Wait, is this Seamus? This is Seamus. Hey, yo, what the fuck? I'm just, I'm just, I'm gonna hold my action. Uh, okay. Wait, who was... Seamus is the the guard in plain clothes that had the tinker tools on his belt. Guys, oh. it's, it's PP pants. No, that was Jim. No, that's not, yeah. No? Oh, wait, I thought Seamus was the... Was Seamus the gnome? Seamus was the gnome, yes. Oh. Guys, it's that it's Pee Pee Pants' boss. So Poo Poo Pants. Yeah, Poo Poo <laughs> Pants. <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but Pee Pee Poo Poo Pee Poo Pee Pee Poo. Kaka. Kaka. Uh, I'm gonna hold my action, see what he does. You gonna hold, hold your action, see what he does? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he attacks me, I'm going to attack him back. That is okay, my so, tr- that is my trigger. So hang on. Um, you rushed into the room. This is a 40 foot room, which I did not get a chance to describe yet. 40 foot room. There is a bed. There is uh, only a couple crates in there. There is a chest that is closed, and pretty much it. It looks like a bedroom with a very minute amount of things in it. Okay. Alright, and he is going to look at you with his crossbow pointed at you and just kind of slowly, like, point it away from your head. And he's just going to wait, too. I thought so. Why are we fighting? Well, I mean, you guys kind of came in and attacked us first. (laughs) I mean, you kind of told us to find where the red cap was. And I didn't think it would be this quick, honestly. Well, yeah, we have wizards and shit. Like, we just asked the wizard. She looked into the future or whatever and and told us to go here. Roll a deception check. How's a 17? 17 would work, yes. Color is my underwear. (laughs) You have to ask him a question first. Right. What color is my underwear? Punch. (laughs) What is that from? SpongeBob. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> so, what's going on here? So yeah, all right. Let's let let's uh, let's give a brief explanation as to what everybody sees at this point. Yeah, Vargan, I already explained everything to you. Pinecone and Vevi, are you with Pinecone or are you with Vargan? She'd be over by me because she's the one who opened the uh, the uh, curtain. Okay. Yep. All right, so then, yes, uh, you would both see Seamus still in plain clothes, but these are black plain clothes. He does still have his belt with the Tinker Tools on it, but there also appear to be some extra stuff on it, more like what a rogue would have. 
instead of just you know your your standard uh, Tinker Tool set, he also has like lock picks, a grappling hook, um, some like climbing claws, that kind of stuff. Um, and also around his shoulder is a hood that is a dark reddish color. So like, what's going on here? Because are you the red cat? Mm, yeah, and no. And that's going to be hard to explain because I'm not the one that can explain it to you. Oh, I mean, so as it stands, you're like outnumbered and, you know, we could take you in and like, you could probably just get out again, but, you know, they'd be, they'd be happy about it. I mean, or I could escape. There's that option. Or we could kill you. Yeah, but, and this is a crazy one. Maybe listen for a second. <laughs> I'd like to imagine that Pinecone's just got a crossbow bolt like sticking out of his fucking noggin. Uh, roll me a d6 for funsies. Uh, oh, has a minute <laughs> passed? Um, I'll say probably not. Okay. So, but we but we are out of combat. I mean, you. I mean, it, you're officially out of combat if you want to be. What's the other thing doing? As soon as the statue saw that the person who technically owns him has stopped fighting, it stopped fighting. This appears to be a simple-minded statue of some sort that focuses on the needs of its owner. And it noticed that its owner is not in danger. It is having a conversation with something. Blows are not being exchanged, thus it will not exchange blows. Gotcha. All right. And Pinecone, that D6 that you rolled? Is a four. Is a four. It is sticking out of your right shoulder. Ah. Yeah, one and two would have been your legs. Three and four would have been your arms. Five would have been your chest. And six would have been your dome. Wow. Oh, my. So, like, I, I face-checked what you had to throw at me, and now I can just grab you and punt you. So let's just let's just start talking and see if we can work this out. Because I don't, I don't like killing things, but I will. Okay. For yourself. They will kill you. They will kill you, and she will eat you for dinner. I have seen it happen. And the, real, real quick, uh, this is a dwarf, right? Gnome. Gnome, okay. To be perfectly honest, I think you would be really good with some potatoes and maybe a little bit of garlic. They will eat you. <laughs> so let's start talking. No, no, I do not eat sentient creatures. That You were talking about eating the red cap while means, we came over here. He means for me. Fargan will just, like, big shrug. <laughs> Are you still carrying the gnome arm? <laughs> she waves at him with it. <laughs> I, just, I just imagine that Vevry just, like, has it, like, on her belt like a keychain at this she point. She really does. Like a lucky rabbit's foot. I, I kind of imagine that she's uh, got, like, a cloak, and that is, like, the strap. Just this fucking gnome's arm is, like, the clasp. It's her fidget toy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, <Jesus>. no. <laughs> uh, so, like, what's going on here? Alright, so, I'm willing to bet you, you guys are curious about why the missing items are missing. I've only asked you four times. Sure. You can call okay. me curious. 
well, I don't think you asked once. I think you asked what's going on here. And I'm trying to explain, but y'all keep threatening to eat me. So if we could maybe calm that down a little bit, that'd be lovely. Hey, Vargan, oh. if you eat like a creature's brain, do you learn what they know? Some cultures believe so, but in general, it's not necessarily a true statement, depending on, like, the sentience of whether or not the... And then this is when Vargan reverts. <laughs> <laughs> depending on whether or not you share the same type of, like... Wait, why? You're, are, you, are you actually going to eat him? No, but, like, I don't think we're going to get, like, an actual answer out of him. I mean, we haven't even tried yet. He seems like a fast-talking guy. And there is a point behind that. I mean, how can how can someone talk fast if having teeth they no longer? That's Why did that come out so weird? Why, they can't talk fast if they don't have teeth, basically, is what I'm trying to say. So what we can do is we could punch his teeth out. That so, is true. There's your counter-argument, uh, Shamus. Okay. So, here's what happens next. First off, what is everybody's passive perception? Ten. Higher than you'd think. Uh, ten. Vargan? Twelve. Twelve? <laughs> said it was higher it. than you think. I didn't say it was high. <laughs> you matched it. Vargan, you notice that there is movement from above you. How far above me? Uh, it is on the ceiling, so at this point, this room is actually taller than the last room. This room is actually about 30 feet up. Okay. I'm going to look up. <laughs> You're going to look up? As, yep. you, as you look up, you do see something drop down right next to where Seamus is standing. What you see, I guess the only words I can use here are confuses, intrigues, and probably surprises just about every single one of you. None of you have seen anything even remotely like this, except maybe Pinecone roll me a history check. You said it dropped down from the ceiling. Dropped down from the ceiling right next to Seamus. That's a five. A five would not trigger any memories for you, but you see... So, everyone here has seen Star Wars, and you know what General Grievous looks like? Yeah. You see a metal humanoid-like thing. It appears to be made of brass, steel, copper, a mixture of these things. Oh, it's Warforged. Okay. But in addition to that, it also appears to be two things in one. This is not only a Warforged, but it appears to have fused together with a mushroom-like creature. And I'm going to make the assumption you are the red cap. It will look over at you and I, I, I will say this just for fun. Have you seen Transformers? Like, you know, Bumblebee's eyes, like the eyes that the Transformers have, they're like this yeah. almost almost like crystalline type. Yeah. yeah, like it looks at you. It has these almost adorable crystalline eyes. It just looks and just gives a solemn nod. And you hear what can only be described as discordant synth sounds. I don't know if it's trying to speak, but... Um... Seamus chimes in. Uh, I can handle that. This one can't. Uh, they don't exactly have vocal cords per se, <clears throat> but I can translate as best I can. 
So uh, yes, now that everybody's here, I'm sure you have questions and now I can answer them. Like, why are you doing this? Oh, um, they're, they need materials for basically to survive. I mean, you, you, you look at this guy and he just like, you know, clang, clang, just gives him a little knock on his kneecap and goes, this thing is half metal, half mushroom, I guess, I think. I've only, I only met this guy like four years ago. I've kind of been helping them. I've met his family, I guess would be the word here, but they have a history and they've told me a lot about what this world is like and what it used to be like. This world that we're living in is completely different than what it used to be. I think that's just the way that societies change. Uh, I think it's a little bit worse than that. So you, you guys have done some traveling, right? Yeah. Nah. So when you travel, what do you see? You see humans, elves, gnomes, halflings, dwarves. And zombies. Goliaths sometimes. Yeah, and zombies. Lots and lots of fucking zombies. The dead don't like to stay dead. I saw one of those like devil-looking people once. Those were pretty cool. Tiefling? Tieflings? Teflings? What are they called? Yeah. Teflings? Tieflings, yeah. There used to be a lot of them around here. This place used to be fucking teeming with different races. Teeming with tieflings? <laughs> that's like a that's like a book series or something. Is that um I think I've seen a copy of that like on someone's Yeah, the same band. author that did C Spot Run did teaming with tieflings. It was like a tea party or something. Nice. I remember reading that when I was like a kid. It was a great book. Back on topic, stop it. Oh, that wasn't in character? That was all in, in character. No, that that was all in character. Oh, okay. I was like, bro, I thought you were talking about an actual book for a second. I was like, whoa, well, there was a tiefling book? That's cool. No, okay, so in the last episode, uh, Helson gave me a C-spot run, but it was like a demon throwing like a hellhound uh, a ball. Yeah, that was that was fun. But anyway, uh, so yeah, um, y'all are going to want to sit down and like, you know, he like looks over at Pinecone. Can I get you some chairs? Uh, can you? Dude, why do we need to sit down? Like You're gonna want to sit down. Because I'm guessing Blindfold Lady hasn't told you a whole lot. They've probably just been sending you on errands and just using you for whatever means they can. I'm gonna do like a golf swing and see like, like you know when you try to like tee up and see if you'll reach? But with my sword and his head. I think I'm good right here. Okay. Would either of you like a chair? I'm alright. I think I'm okay, but thanks, though. Alright. There's there's a 22 intimidation. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say that he's not really intimidated because of the friend that he has next to him. Mm. Sure, you might get one off of him, but he also knows what this guy is capable of. Two weeks ago, the roads were iced over. Today, it was 80 degrees. Welcome to the Midroll, and welcome to Texas. Hey guys, special shout out to our $10 patrons, Lilith, Trax, and Addy. Wonderful to have y'all here. We love y'all so much. And a very special shout out to our good friend, Houston, who's the owner of Huey's Dice, H-E-W-Y-S-D-I-C-E dot com. He makes hand-poured acrylic dice, you can put whatever character you want in them. He makes big old Pokemon dice, too, and jewelry out of his defect dice. 
you can get 10% off your order at Huey'sDice.com with code FREACTIONCRY, all one word at checkout. It would help him and us so much. A gentle reminder to push you guys towards the Patreon. I know that you only get one episode every two weeks from us here, but did you know there's a whole after-the-show talk called Aftercare that's just pure, unadulterated stream of consciousness just after the show check-in? It's really fun, and you can get things like token piss thoughts if you go check those out. That's available to every tier of Patreon. And you also get access to name and item submissions, which we so desperately need. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Alrighty. So, for the next 20 minutes, uh, Seamus begins to give you all a history lesson that none of you... A, knew about, and B, were prepared for. He tells you that at one point there were almost an innumerable amount of races that were on Alovia, and that when the first cataclysm happened, they all essentially split off. A lot of them took to boats. Some of the races that could fly took to the air, and they just left because they thought Alovia was basically done for. Uh, come to find out, some survived and thrived throughout the cycles, as uh, he calls them. Now, also, as he's telling you this, the Warforged Mykonid, or as I'm calling them, the Mykeforge, he is giving off this synth noise, and Seamus is translating. So essentially, the Mykeforge is the one that's giving you this story. So you have... All of these races that branched off from Alovia, he also explains that this whole apocalypse happens once every thousand years or so, and that the Warforged actually 2,000 years ago thought, fuck this, we can't stop it, there's no point in getting attached to any of these creatures, we're just going to fuck off to this place that just magically sprouted up and make that our home. This was before the Warforged became the Mykonid Forge, because this magical forest that showed up, made of mushrooms, spawned a fledgling race of Mykonids that joined in a symbiosis with the Warforged to literally create uh, one being of symbiosis. They don't require food. They very rarely require nutrients. What they do know is they eat off of decay, which is great for them because there's plenty of fucking zombies around. And they just need materials to repair themselves. And since this area is rich with minerals, they can do that. The only thing they do is they just live in isolation in the Mykonid forest. Just living. Surviving. And they've avoided civilization for the past 2,000 years. But when they need materials, they send out scouting parties to get them. And that's what you've learned. But, like, you understand how, like, you're just stealing and that's wrong. Like... Yes and no. Here's the thing. So, let's say, for example, you are sick, okay? And you can't afford medicine. But you know if you get better, maybe one day you'll be able to help out the pharmacist that you, or the alchemist that you stole medicine from. Would you steal that medicine? Oh, man. I mean, I can't get sick. Um, I guess. I, I, I can't relate. I'm sorry. It's a moral quandary. Herein lies the problem. The undead keep coming back. My theory is you're 
wearing paladin armor. I'm going to assume you're a paladin, so you must have some inkling of what the gods are like. Yes. Well, I, I know I know a god. I think she's a god. She she's really cool. And which god do you worship or um, follow? Titania. Of the Silly Court. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. She's really cool. Yeah. I wait, she's a god? Goddess. And perfect example actually, because what I've studied with the Feywilds, uh is actually a perfect example. Many people think that the gods look after us and they take care of us. And let's be honest, the gods are a bunch of kids with an ant farm. Every once in a while, they'll shake it up for fun. Actually, actually that reminds me. Um, yes. I'm going to pop into her. Okay. Pinecone poofs. And what do you two do? Because I think this is the first time you have seen this. So, I'm going to be perfectly honest, my friend. You have four seconds to bring our friend back before this axe splits your skull into four pieces. Hey, I'm as confused as you four, right now. And he looks over at the... Three, at the... two... Okay. I don't think he's bringing him back. Okay, all right. Me um, neither. Vevi and Fargan, I need you both to roll me a constitution check. It only lasts, like... I think it only lasts like six seconds. He only gave him four seconds. Yeah. So wait, con- well, twenty-two. Four. Oof. Okay. Um, Vargan, when you get to two from the Myconid Warforged, a cloud of white spores erupts in a thirty-foot um, sphere. Vevi falls asleep. Hold on. <laughs> Seamus falls asleep. He rolled a one. He wasn't wearing his mask for this. <laughs> and Vargan, you are left standing with a large metal creature. <laughs> the, like, Levy just, like, falls to the ground asleep. Yes, like a sack of potatoes, you just collapse. So, l- let me, um... <clears throat> that, my friend, was a threat that I wasn't planning on following through with. It's very odd that you attacked first. So technically, I would be well within my justifiable rights to kill you right now because it would be technically self-defense. I don't know if that's in whatever your brain situation is, but I just want you to know the fight that may ensue based on what you do next is your fault, not mine. We did not start this fight. You hit first. It is looking at you. It just kind of cocks its head a little bit, looks at Seamus and Vevi, who are on the ground, and just sits down and crosses its legs and just starts oh. playing in the dirt. You you actually attacked your own guy, too. That's You are not very good at this bodyguarding thing, are you? It just looks at you and kind of just cocks its head a little bit, plays a, a single strange note. I'm going to try speaking in giant. <clears throat> It uh, starts white. <laughs> starts white. <laughs> okay, uh, Pinecone, you are in the Fey Wilds. Once again, you are in the Sealy Court in front of Titania. T- God damn it! This again? Yeah, I got a bunch of these. You Warforged were here like five minutes mush- ago. I-, I got a bunch of these Warforged mushroom people, and they need help. And I figured that you might be able to help them. Uh, what? They they need like metal to survive, but they can't keep like stealing it, or we'll have to kill them. So like, I figured you might be able to help them. Uh, Titania's gonna look at you and be like, so, let me get this straight. 
You need metal for metal people? Yes, and they probably would worship you for it, because there's apparently a lot of them. And uh, and then he teleports away. <laughs> okay, Pyko, you are back. Um, you see a Vargan who is... I don't know, how, how does Vargan look at this point? Vargan's... You can, you can tell that he's pissed. Like, like there's a bunch of stress on his person, like in the muscle cordage and whatnot. But he's also like, he, it's kind of that like long suffering, like older brother slash parent face where it's just yeah. like, I know I'm dealing with a thing that is technically smart enough to know what I'm saying, but doesn't actually know what I'm saying because it doesn't grasp my actual language. I'm sure you as a parent have, have like, can any parents can understand that as like, yeah, a three-year-old. They can't speak English, but you know that they know what you can, like, you know they know what they need to do. Like, that sort no, of thing. My, my personal favorite is, don't do that, you can hurt yourself, but I won't. You might. <laughs> mm. But yeah, so that's basically, like, the face that Vargan has with this creature. Okay, and as previously mentioned, uh, both Vevi and Seamus are asleep, and the uh, Warforged is just playing in the dirt. Wait, is it nap time? Hi, wait. Where did you, did you go somewhere of your own accord, or did this dickhead send you there? I went to go talk to God. You mother... I asked her to help You them. nearly got this dude's head cut in half by doing that. You need to warn me next time. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Just next time, warn me. No harm, no foul. I'm pretty sure Vevi will be getting up here after a little while. I don't think that the, whatever this thing did to them is going to kill them or hurt them in any permanent way. Otherwise, I feel like he'd be freaking out a little bit more that he actually killed his boss. But yeah, after about a moment, uh, Vevi, you start to stir and so does Seamus. Wait, what happened? Uh, as, as you ask what happens, the mushroom guy kind of looks at you and just like a small little like very small puff of like white spores comes out of him and he just takes his hands clasps them together puts them to the side of his face and tilts it in the gesture of sleeping oh that would explain what happened to uh uh messy britches it cocks its head and looks confused with a little chirp noise the guy that you put to sleep in the warehouse it shrugs yeah and as, as Seamus is stirring, he's kind of groans. He goes, mm, actually, he had help with that one. That one was me. Wait, you you cast sleep on yourself? Mm, no, I borrowed some of the spores and I used it on idiot. What do you call them? Pee pants? I like that. Can I use that? No. God, I hate it when he does that. It knocks the shit out of me. So why does your why does your spore friend here just decide that everybody needs to sleep? Do do, do you not have him trained to not hurt you? He's not a dog. He's a like a person. Okay, I mean, I'm helping him, and he's helping. Well, me kind of. Okay, so I mean, with that being the case, it seems like you guys have what is called a reciprocal relationship. But it seems to me like you're not teaching him any of basic etiquettes, like not attacking your boss. Like I feel like that's something that can be taught even to a sentient creature. I mean, to be fair, I'm not his boss. I mean, uh, technically, 
I think. You know, I mean, maybe I outrank him. I don't know. It's it's confusing. Look, okay. So, to give you the best explanation I can give for this, we might need to take a trip somewhere. Can I just speak to him? This might take some convincing because you guys might be the first living things to walk there and hopefully walk out on your own accord. Because here's the thing. Blindfold bitch picked you guys for a reason. There's something special about you. Her and her friends wouldn't have you guys running errands if there wasn't something about you. Oh, so um, I-, I have to inject. I asked Titania to help uh, the mushroom guy and his family. And I think she will. I think convincing this guy's friends to accept help from a god when they've seen civilizations nearly wiped out over a dozen times probably wouldn't go over well for them, but I'll ask them. Okay. I mean, the worst case scenario, they just say no. This is true, yeah. Worst thing anybody could ever say is no, or in my case, fuck no, whenever I ask for a promotion. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say the worst case in every scenario, but like in this one at least. Like, worst well, case in some scenarios, they might kill you. Yeah. There's also the worst case that they could say yes, trust me, that was my ex-wife. Anyway. Every day is a gift now. That's why they call it the present. Yeah, I read that Cracker Jack box too. What? <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so, what are Cracker Jacks? I love our I love our interactions. That's so yeah. great. <laughs> I love Vargan and Pinecone just interacting with each other. Actually, all three of you. It's amazing. I love it. I, I want to have more uh, pine can, pine can, pine can. <laughs> Timmy, uh, Timmy the toucan. I want more uh, pinecone and Vevy moments. Some Vevcone content. Yeah, Vevcone. I want some Vevcone content. You, you guys are just a platonic love triangle at this point. <laughs> I feel like we've got some pretty good Varvy content and some pretty good uh, Varcone, but you know we need some uh, we need some uh, Vcone now. So, so I, oh I had gosh. this thought the other day that Vevi is Dami Mommy, right? Uh-huh. Vargan is like fucking Nigel from the Wild Thornberries, and Pinecone is just the like ten year old kid that just wants to play with fire. Oh, somebody uh, give me What's what's the kid's name from Wild Thornberries? Donnie. 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 <laughs> it's just like you guys are like the best found family ever. Yeah. Every friend group has one. All right. So at this point, are, are you guys allowing Seamus to walk off with his friend to have a brief discussion? Sure. Yes. Okay then I'm probably going to regret this. But once again, a reminder of what is in this room. There is two crates that are about four by four by four. There is a chest that is closed. There is a bed and there is a table with papers and some small like thieves tools and tinker tools and stuff. I'm not going to go loot or I'm going to follow the guy. He actually asked to speak to the guy privately. No, I'm not going to rifle through his stuff. That feels rude. I've already threatened to kill him. Anybody else want to do anything? Uh, I, I didn't say you couldn't stealth after the guy. Isn't Vivi like asleep still? No, you woke up. Oh. Yeah, you woke up the same time Seamus did. Oh, okay. Roughly. I mean, give or take like three or four seconds. 
Mm. Yeah, these these sleep spore only lasts about a minute. Ah. So you guys don't feel like doing anything? No, I'm just gonna let the man have his private conversation. Okay. They're, they're gonna mm. run away, aren't they? No, actually they're not. Uh, so after about five, ten minutes, uh, Seamus comes back with uh, the metal man. Alright. And he goes, okay, so first off, I believe proper introductions are in order. Um, so to better explain these guys, um, the Warforged existed, God, millennia ago. I don't even know how long ago they were made. They, their elder knows you're going to meet him. That's the basic plan. He said he's going to essentially go on ahead. And when you guys get to the mushroom forest, they're going to make sure you have safe passage in. Um, I guess the tricky part might be getting there. That's entirely up to you guys. Once you get there, you can get through. You'll be unharmed, blah, blah, blah. So he's going to go on ahead. But to explain him, because I figured you guys might want this information. So the metal part of him, that was built about, I want to say, 100 years ago, he said. But the mushroom person that's inside of him is actually only about 10 years old. Oh, wow. This is quite literally two beings having a symbiotic relationship and helping each other. Does that make any sense? No. Long story short, he says, sorry for putting you all to sleep. Oh, uh, it's okay. Yeah, he Wait. said that He said that one kind of looked like he was getting mad and he just wanted to calm everyone down and that's the only way he knew how to do it. That's just my face. No, the greenish one. Not the, not you, the grayish one, the greenish one. I feel that's, bad. I don't even know your name. That's just names. his face. Hi, I'm, I'm Pinecone. Well, yeah, no, I did, I did meet Vavi yesterday. And Pinecone, and you, Mr. Half-Orc, sir? Oh, it's uh, Vargan. Okay. I would say that this seems like the start of a beautiful friendship, but honestly, I have no idea at this point. You guys, I mean, look, I don't trust the blind lady. I'm not sure if I can trust you guys, but at this point, I feel like, I feel like this might be beneficial. Why don't you trust the blind lady? There's something about them. Her, the cat dude. I think there's more. I haven't figured that out yet. But Nutsack there's, cat? Yeah, nutsack cat. There's something about him. Yeah, he's actually a bird. Okay, I had theories about him. <laughs> him being a bird? Not one of the ones that I had. Not gonna lie. <laughs> it's weird because cats normally chase birds, but I saw him become a bird once. Or turn from a bird into a cat. Okay. I'll have to write that one down. Actually, you know what? Did you tell the uh, the guy at the Salty Dog about that? He's got a list of weird shit. Uh, no, but uh, he helped me get pants, so that went on the board. Hmm, interesting. Okay. But yeah, no, he's got a list of weird shit. He'll probably want to know that. Cat that turns into a bird. <laughs> anyway, so, here, let me show you guys a map, get you guys prepared, and... I mean, that's really... I, do you guys need to report in to anybody? No, I don't think so. No. I think you did, actually. I'm pretty sure you had to go back to... Um, I think it was Algar that wanted you to investigate the stolen materials, see if you could figure out where they were going. So you now have a choice. We're going to have to go back and say, tell Steven that we're leaving anyway. Because I like that guy. Yeah, um... 
So at this point, it is up to you what you wish to do. If you're actually going to tell Algar that these creatures exist, he may or may not know about them at this point. You don't know. Or if you want to fabricate a lie and try and do that. Or if you want to just not go there altogether and just go to the Mycelium Forest, it's entirely up to you at this point. Um, I think I think we're going to head back to the Salty Dog. But, uh, so we gotta, we gotta go back to the Salty Dog and tell the blind, the blind lady, Helson, uh, what we found. And then we gotta go to Olgar, tell him what we found, if we wanna, like, continue to be lawful good. And then we gotta go find what we found. Does that sound right to y'all? Yeah. I mean, that's about the size of it, it seems to me. So to the salty dog. Back back to Stephen. Stephen's house. <gasps> okay. So you all exit the way you came in, and you head back to um, Freleon, the city. Halfway there, you do kind of cross paths with somebody who is very out of breath and wearing clean pants now. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, uh, God, I forgot your name. Uh, it's 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 um it it's Jimmy. <laughs> oh, pee pants, Got James. It. How I, I don't I don't care. It's I prefer uh, not pee pants. <laughs> it that was would your be boss, nice. And he keeps oh. walking. But Seamus, <laughs> you just keep walking. He he start he turns around. He starts following you guys. So wait, where? I mean, that's where. Did you guys? Yeah. Where you? Yeah. What you did? So wait, you found him. Yeah. Now now what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We gotta, we gotta go. Oh. Okay. I go team. <laughs> he just he just kind of like stops and just has like this thousand yard stare. Like, did they kill him or her or it? Just like he looks like he's wrestling with some inner thoughts that he doesn't really know how to process right now. You're just, you just nonchalantly like, yep, we did it. And you just walk the fuck away. Just completely blowing his fucking mind out of a crate. Zevi, if, if you want to bring the boy with us, uh, I'm not cleaning up after him, but like, you can invite him along. No, it's fine. He, he, he liked you. Good for him. <laughs> ah, well, that was eventful. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I did. I didn't expect anything of what you guys would do, but <laughs> honest, honestly, you didn't even disappoint. You're just like, "Yep, nope, fuck this guy. Who cares?" I honestly <laughs> thought that uh, Vevi would like bring him along, make make him a cup bearer. Nah. Alrighty. So you all get to the salty dog. It is now starting to pick up. There are plenty of patrons in there now. Uh Steven looks like he's quite busy, but he does he does look up as he hears the door open, gives you a little wave, and gets back to work. Are you guys going to sit down and drink? Are you going to eat? Are you going to go upstairs and talk to Helson? What do you want to do? Drinking always sounds good. I'm going to go upstairs and talk to Helson. Vargan? I think I'm going to follow Pinecone. Oh, right. this feels familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Deja vu! I've been in this place before. <laughs> I've been here before. Pinecone's gonna go up and knock on the door. Okay, so Pinecone and Vargan go up and they knock on the door. Vevi sits down and grabs an ale, and we will continue this for the next episode. 
really quick, just want to pop in at the end of the episode and just say, uh, sorry, we didn't do any of this, but Dick. Thank you. Dicks. Have a nice day. Dick. 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 Dick.